This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. What's up, everyone? Welcome to This Day in History class, where we bring you a new tidbit from history every day. Today is June 6, 2019. The day was June 6, 1984. Soviet Russian computer engineer Alexei Pajitnov launched a video game he called Tetris. Today, Tetris is one of the best-selling video games of all time. Pajitnov had been working at the Dorotnichin Computing Center of the Academy of Science of the USSR in Moscow as an artificial intelligence researcher. When the lab was sent new software, researchers there would figure out the software's power by writing a program for it. Pajitnov would sometimes make games as the simple programs. One game that Pajitnov particularly liked was pentominoes. A pentomino is a plain geometric figure made by joining five squares of the same size together edge to edge. In 1984, Pajitnov realized that pentominoes could be part of a good computer game. But there are 12 variations of pentominoes, which Pajitnov thought was too many. So he decided to go with tetrominoes, which use four squares and have only seven variations. He was working on a computer called the Electronica 60, which had a text-based display. So he had to create the puzzle pieces using letters. Then he set up the procedures for the game, which are fairly simple. The player flips and rotates puzzle pieces of different colors and shapes as they fall, so they fit together. As the pieces form solid rows, rows disappear to make room for more. The player loses when a puzzle piece hits the top of the screen. Once the game was refined, he and his colleagues found it enjoyable. The game was soon ported to a PC. Pajitnov called the game Tetris, which was a combination of the words tetromino and tennis. The first playable version of the game was released on June 6, 1984. Early on, players used floppy disks to copy and share the game. It quickly spread across Moscow, and soon the PC version was sent to Hungary. Pirated versions spread to Western countries. In Hungary, the game was put on display in a software exhibit at the Hungarian Institute of Technology. Hungarian programmers had made versions of the game for other computers, including the Apple II. Owner of Andromeda Software Limited, Robert Stein, saw the game there and found out Pajitnov was the creator. But Pajitnov had granted his rights to the game to the government for 10 years. Electronorg Technica, or ELORG, was a state-owned organization that controlled the export of computer software from the Soviet Union. It was responsible for licensing Tetris, and it handled all rights to the game. ELORG licensed Tetris to Stein, who licensed it to distributors Spectrum Holobyte and Mirrorsoft Limited in the U.S. and U.K. respectively. The version Spectrum Holobyte designed had Russian-themed imagery and music. Tetris was one of the first pieces of software to be exported from the Soviet Union to the United States. After some conflict over the right to distribute Tetris on devices other than computers, Elorg signed rights for an arcade version over to Atari and non-Japanese console and handheld rights over to Nintendo. A copy of Tetris came bundled with every Game Boy, helping spur the device's success. 
Even though Tetris was becoming a hit around the world, Pajitnov did not make much money in the beginning. But in 1996, when the Russian license expired, the rights to the game went back to Pajitnov and he began to collect royalties. He and game licensor Hank Rogers founded the Tetris Company, which owns Tetris rights worldwide. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you're so inclined, you can follow us at TDIHC Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you're interested in learning even more about history, then I suggest you listen to another podcast I host called Unpopular. In it, you'll hear the stories of people in history who challenged the status quo to create meaningful change, even when their dissent had serious consequences. And I'll try to parse what their dissent can teach us about protest and contrarianism today. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.